Welcome back to another episode of the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm your host, Michael Phelps. On this episode of the show, I had an awesome conversation with Kylie Hansen about how she's been able to lose 100 pounds, and uh, she has a really unique story in that she's been able to maintain this weight loss while her and her family live in a camper and travel for her husband's work. It's pretty incredible what she's been able to do. We also talked about some topics such as mental health, nutrition, exercise, lots of good stuff in this episode. If you guys want to check out Kylie on Instagram, her handle is kyhansen.vsg. All right, guys, I hope you like this episode. Check it out. Kylie, what's up? Hi, how's it going? It's going really good. I'm uh, very uh, happy to have you on the show. Thanks again for uh, coming on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and share my experiences with you. Awesome. So before we really jump into the uh, whole fitness thing, I want to... uh, ask you about the 5k that I've been seeing on your uh, Instagram and the charity that's for the whole thing. Yeah, so I decided to host a virtual 5k. Um, I I know with COVID and everything happening right now, it's been really hard for a lot of us, uh, people who like to exercise and might not have um, access to a gym and it kind of has just put everybody into a funk. So I wanted to do something fun to get everybody outside and kind of, you know, build this community back up, um, but also donate the funds to a charity that I'm super passionate about. Um, So all of the proceeds are being donated to a company named Thorn. And um, this company actually built one of the programs that is free to law enforcement. And they use this program to help find the children um, and get them back home or to a safe environment. And so I am so passionate about ending or putting a stop to children's sex trafficking. And so I thought this would be a cause to donate all the proceeds to. Yeah. So until I saw like some of your posts and uh, read on like the website, I didn't realize that it was such a big um, issue in the US. I mean, I think probably a lot of people are in my situation that they just don't uh, know. I mean, I've seen it recently, but until then, I really had no clue. Yeah. And I, I think too, it's, it's a very uncomfortable subject to like research because we don't really want to see, you know, the things that are happening. And I'm not exactly sure what happened recently where it was brought to the surface more, but I think it's one of those things where people know what's happening, but we don't know the depth of it. And I I feel like just recently it was I don't know. I don't know what happened, but something happened and everybody just started talking about it and doing research. And so I was one of those people who started researching and realized how often it is happening. And it was terrifying, especially as a mom. So I really just kind of dove in and I'm just going to do what I can to help with the cause. Yeah, that's awesome. And if you will send me some like, uh, maybe some links for like some resources that people can can go to. I will uh, put that on Instagram and uh, in the show notes of the show. So maybe we can spread some awareness about that too. I can definitely do that. Thank you. You're very welcome. So let's just uh, jump right into this. If you don't mind, just kind of introduce yourself and uh, just tell the listeners like a little bit about your journey, kind of where you started and how you ended up to where you are now. Sure. So my name is Kylie Hansen and I, um, I actually had a really great upbringing. I feel like, um, throughout my whole life, I was social. I played sports. I was a cheerleader and a competitive swimmer. I had lots of friends. I don't really think that my obesity caused me to be, um, 
you know, like an outcast in school or, or anything like that. I wasn't bullied. Um, I do just think that nutrition as a whole in my family was just something that we weren't very educated on. And we just ate food and we had the good home cooked meals and we didn't really put too much thought into it. My entire family was actually obese, my mom, dad, and my brother. Um, and so I think that nutrition and maybe a little bit of genetics, I'm not entirely sure played a role in all of us just being overweight our whole lives. Um, and so that's kind of where the obesity stuff kind of started. I went to college, gained more weight. Um, I think that's pretty common in college students, but, um, I did gain weight in college and, watched my brother and my mom go through their own weight loss journey. And it really inspired me to start my own. And so that's kind of where my weight loss journey started. Um, I, I really had a good life. And I know a lot of people before they start a weight loss journey, they talk about how much they hated their body, or I hated feeling like this, or I, you know, hated this. And that's what motivated me to get started. But I really didn't feel that way. I was more starting my own journey to prevent future things from happening, like, you know, mm -hmm. chronic health concerns that stem from obesity. Um, and I knew that if I continued down the path that I was on, with not, you know, being physically active and eating terribly, that I could eventually be going down a road that, you know, could be diabetic or whatever it might be. But um, that's kind of where my journey started. So yeah. So was there like an exact moment that that happened or anything in particular that um, kind of was like, okay, this is this is when I got to change? You know, I don't really feel like there was like one particular moment. My mom played a huge role in me and helping me try to be healthy um, because she started her weight loss journey. Gosh, it was probably eight years before mine. So she had already kind of established her healthy habits. And I think that she just wanted my brother and I to see, you know, what it was like to live healthy and like how it could change our lives and how we could grow as people. And so she definitely encouraged us to work on being healthy. Um, I actually was in a pretty toxic relationship at the time. And I just felt like, you know, I needed to do something for me. I needed to do something that I could be proud of myself for. And I kind of just jumped in, like, didn't ask questions. I didn't contemplate. I didn't, you know, I didn't struggle with thinking about starting. I just did it. I just thought about it, said I'm doing it. And I just dove right in. Yeah. So that's like a, one thing that I have noticed doing, you know, the, eight or 10 or whatever podcast that I've done is like most people who have done it and become successful have like a pretty big mindset shift in that they just decide and they go after it. And, um, a lot of people, I think build up motivation. Like they watch a video and they're like, Oh, I could do that. I could do this, but they don't really decide, you know, they go into it. Like, I'm going to try this for a week or I'm going to try it. I'm going to try this diet for a month until I lose 20 pounds. I'm going to try it. But the people who seem to me that are super successful are like, this is it. Um, I'm after yeah. it. Yes. You just have to just, you just have to not, you, when you overthink things, you almost psych yourself out. Um, I think the longer you contemplate something, the longer time you give yourself to back out and to think about all the reasons why you shouldn't do it rather than just do it. Just, just do it. Don't think just do. Yeah. It's like the Nike slogan. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, also, you know, 
your situation and mine were a little similar in that, like I had a really good upbringing as well. And, you know, my thing was like, I ate that out of convenience and, you know, I went to college and gained like the freshman 15. I did, Mm -hmm. I did the whole nine yards, maybe even the 20 or the 30. Um, but you know, I just didn't really realize like how much weight I was gaining, how much bigger I was getting. And, um, you know, I think that sneaks up on like a lot of people. So is that kind of your experience too? Yes, I absolutely didn't know how big I was until I was able to look back at photos. Um, And I, it's one of those things where like, I didn't look at myself in the mirror, you know, like before you get in the shower, you like notice things about yourself. And I didn't, I didn't care to look. It wasn't like when I would take pictures or, you know, when I would go and buy clothes, it didn't, it didn't fathom to me that I was buying a 2XL. I didn't care about it. Um, And so now that I am at a healthy weight and I'm living a healthy lifestyle, I I definitely notice things about how much healthier I am and how much healthier looking I am versus Mm -hmm. before I lost weight. Um, But yeah, I like you, I really just didn't notice how, how unhealthy and big I was. Yeah. And I think it's a good point that now, like you're saying, you pay a lot of attention to it now that you're leading a healthier lifestyle. And I, and I know that this is one thing that there's like a lot of controversy on, but like, so I'm a person, I weigh myself every day and Mm -hmm. it's not so that I can really like shame myself if I've gained weight or, or, you know, reward myself if I've, if I've lost, it's more so the fact that it's like, I don't want to not know again, you know, like I don't want to not realize like how much I'm changing. Um, But, you know, to go on that point is like, so whenever I was 350 pounds, I wasn't thinking uh, like that was super um, big. When I looked at myself in the mirror, I just felt normal. And so sometimes it kind of scares me because now I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I just feel normal. You know, I don't, I still see the same person. I don't always give myself the credit for the amount of change that I've made. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. I think that being big um, or at least in my case was part of my identity. I, I mean, the first 20 years of my 18, 19 years of my life, I was obese. And so I just felt like that was part of who I was. And so, um, yeah, it totally makes sense. And and then after losing weight, it's almost like you have to relearn how to live certain parts of your life because, you know, I mean, life really is different when you are smaller and you look different and it's just, it's a whole new journey in itself, learning how to live in a smaller body than it, you know, was to lose the weight. Yeah. And you have to, so there's kind of a point in the weight loss journey for a lot of people, I think where, you know, they go through that spot where they don't realize how big they are and they're not like really upset with themselves. And then they realize maybe, you know, if you have an extreme amount to lose a hundred pounds or whatever, then you kind of, I personally, like, I kind of got mad at myself, you know, like, why did I let myself get to this point? And I went to a point where, uh, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of myself. And so now it's like, you know, like you're saying, getting used to living in a smaller body, like, I have to get to the point where it's like, I'm happy with where I'm at, or, you know, I I can still have goals, but still be happy of the progress I've made. Yes, I 100% agree with that. And like you, I struggled. Um, at about three years after I started my weight loss journey, I struggled the most mentally. Um, and I kind of like you had to come to terms and just be like, Hey, I can still have goals, you know, pretty intense physical goals and still learn to accept my body, how it is right now. Um, I used to think that you had to have one or the other, you either had to be 
you know, have extreme goals and not live your life because I'm sitting at home eating chicken and broccoli all day and didn't realize that you, you could do both. You can enjoy your life and eat the foods you love and still, you know, go out with your friends and, you know, do all the fun things and still have physical goals. So that was one thing that was hard for me to wrap my head around, but I eventually got on, you know, the, the wagon and kept going and learned how to just be happy with myself. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's a place that a lot of people really struggle to get to. But so how far along yeah. are you in your fitness journey? Seven years, a, seven a little years. over wow. seven. Years. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. So what, why do you think you've been so successful in in maintaining, uh, maintaining your weight loss and your lifestyle change? Honestly, I think it's my mindset. So I feel like so many people think they have to go to the extreme and they really don't have to. Um, I have learned that your mindset is key to any journey. So not just weight loss, um, but any journey is what you make of it. And so um, I just think that learning how to work on strengthening my mind has helped me to develop habits that I've been able to sustain throughout the seven years. Um, because now that I'm, I'm at seven years, I, I still struggle with cravings and I still struggle with wanting the fast food. And I still struggle with, you know, all the things that I wanted before my journey started. But if my mind is, you know, strong, I can, I can tell myself no, or I can ask myself, do I really want this? And if I do, then I'll eat it or I'll drink it or whatever it is. Um, but having, having the capability to stop and ask myself, is this just me being my old 260 pound self who's just mindlessly eating? Or is this me who truly wants this? And if I really want it, then I have it. Um, but I think stopping and asking myself, you know, is this me being mindless or is this me truly wanting it has really helped me to have long-term success, um, and not kind of revert back into my old habits. Yeah. And that's a great approach. I, so I, I do very similar, but you know, I mean, I'm five years in and still definitely struggle with it. Like in complete transparency here this morning, I stopped at the gas station just to get like a drink and came out of there with like a sausage biscuit. And that was not on plan. It wasn't what I was supposed to eat. And like, as I was eating it, I was literally like, why am I doing this? I should not. Yeah. But gas station food is so good. So <laughs> it is so good. For that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and sometimes it's okay to just indulge, you know, like, I just think that sometimes we need those times to enjoy the foods that we used to eat constantly. Um, but obviously in moderation now. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that mm -hmm. you said there about like your shift was, um, you know, like strengthening your mind and, um, shifting that mindset, were there like things you did to strengthen that? Um, or like things that you suggest to people, like maybe somebody says, Hey, like I'm not in a good headspace. Like I need to make a, a mindset shift so I can really get on track. Like what would you recommend? So I actually did see a psychologist at first, um, because I was really confused on why I was so, unhappy in my journey after I'd lost a hundred pounds. Cause typically people are like, Oh wow, you should be so happy. You lost a hundred pounds. And I was not happy at all. And so I did see a psychologist and I do feel like that helped. So I always recommend if someone feels like they need help or they need to talk to someone who has like 
the education and the credentials to give out, you know, the kind of advice that psychologists give out, definitely go see one. Um, and I feel like it helped me so much. I only needed to see her a couple of months for me to kind of dig deep and figure out what it was that I truly wanted out of life. Um, and, and what I needed to do to make myself happy with who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I feel like I'm in a good, sp- you know, a good spot mentally, I'm constantly writing things down. If I feel like there's something that I want, but then there's also thoughts about why I can't have it or, you know, why I won't be able to achieve that goal. Then I write both of them down and I really try to just combat any negative thoughts with the positive ones. So, you, I mean, I'm sure, you know, along with losing a large amount of weight, you have loose skin. Um, and that is definitely something that, um, it's hard to not focus on, but what I've learned to do in situations like that, whereas if I see my loose skin or if I see a flaw that I don't like that has come along with the weight loss, um, journey, then I try to combat it with something that I like about myself. So I might not like my loose skin, but I love that I can see some muscle definition in my arm, or I love that my legs look slimmer or something. And so every time I, I have a negative thought. I've learned to kind of make it a habit to combat it with a positive one. And then it just started happening more and more often. And now I just found that I'm in a place of acceptance with my body, regardless of the things that I might not like. Yeah. So, you know, I'm right there with you with like the extra skin thing. And I think that's a really good take that more people or a really good habit that more people should have. I mean, because sometimes, you know, like I can get in a bad mindset, like, you know, I've been working with a coach and like more of bodybuilding style training and all that kind of stuff. And then I look at my, I look at myself, I look at my pictures and extra skin and it's like, I'll never in my mind, I'm thinking like, I will never achieve like the physique or body or whatever you want to say that I could have had I not done this to myself. Right. But then I constantly remind myself like, Hey, there's COVID-19 right now that are, is wrecking like overweight populations. And I'm at a healthy weight like that, you know, making that change, like could have saved my life, but you have to put it in that perspective. And, you know, it's all about perspective and it's easy to get really down on yourself if you aren't thinking about it in the right way. So I think the tool that you just gave as far as like anytime you, you find something bad about your journey to focus on something good is, you know, that's super solid advice that could help a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. I think that people always put their mindset on the back burner and then they don't realize how important it is until they've hit this spot in their journey where they're miserable. Mm -hmm. And by then it's like, now you have to work extra hard and you have to do overtime on your mindset because you've let yourself, your mindset go for so long. Um, and I, I mean, I even think that happy people who people who are happy with their bodies and where they're at in life should be working on their mindset still. Um, I don't know. I just think that people don't realize how important your mind is and how strong it is in any journey. And so I refuse to slip up on my mind because I've been that miserable person before and I don't ever want to go back to that spot. So I, it's just something that I prioritize now is working on my mind. Yeah. Well, I think that's also great advice for anyone because you know, like I said, I mean, it's only a small number of people I've interviewed thus far, but everyone has talked about mind shift. That's one been one constant across the whole board. And one thing that I think is unique about your journey that I haven't heard is that you did seek that professional help when you need it. And I think like that could probably benefit more people, you know, and even, you know, even people like myself in that some people 
I don't want to put this the wrong way, but would need it more than others in that they have like maybe an eating disorder that they need to see a professional about, or they've had some kind of trauma throughout their life, like growing up, but like people like you and I that have had good childhoods and all that kind of stuff and don't really have like a link to it, just, uh, it's just kind of compulsive or whatever, you know, that can benefit us as well. And, but there doesn't, there's like a stigma around it that a lot of people are worried about their perception if they go see a person like that. Yes, I agree. I think when I first went to see a psychologist, I didn't really talk much about it um, to anybody, but I also didn't really talk too much. I wasn't on social media much either. So I don't really feel like I had too many people to tell that I was seeing a psychologist. Um, and so I, I don't think I was too much worried about the stigma, but I can definitely see someone being worried about that because there is kind of a, sometimes there's a bad rep around it, but I, I admire people who step out of their comfort zone and know when they need help and go get the help that they need. So, um, it, it really helped and benefited me in my journey for sure. Awesome. So I want to, uh, you know, let the listeners in on a little bit more of your journey in that. So you've lost a large amount of weight, right? Yes. Um, I lost about a hundred pounds, about a hundred pounds. So that is amazing. And so from what I've seen, you've done most of that while living on wheels, right? So not most of it, but okay. the last year or so I've been able to lose and maintain and, um, yeah, it's been a journey for sure. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that actually makes it even more interesting because, so, you know, you've went six years of losing and maintaining and doing this whole process and then, you know, making a huge like uh life transition to yeah. um, living in like a, what I guess it would be a camper. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a, um, a travel trailer. Sorry. Okay. I was trying to okay. the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband travels for work. Um, and we originally were living apart because I thought I wanted like the stability of a home. And so my son and I, my son is three, we were living in a home in Texas. And then my husband would come home every other weekend to see us. And it just became really hard for us because my husband and I are such a team. We work really well when we're together. And so it really sucked not being able to see him. And he was in the military before this job. So we didn't see him then either because he was always gone. So it was like, gosh, we just went from not seeing you all the time to not seeing you even more. So we did decide to give up the house and move into the travel trailer with him um, and just travel. So it's been really fun. It's been difficult. Um, but I think that the pros outweigh the cons for sure. Um, but I have my set of dumbbells over there. I have the, I don't know, those weights that are adjustable. So you can, you know, use the different kind Bowflex, I think they're called. Um, so I just keep those out right in the middle of our kitchen because that's the only space we have. (laughs) And we, I just work out right, right there. So it's definitely interesting, but I, I feel if I want to maintain my weight loss and I want to be, you know, healthy, I, it wasn't an option. I was going to work out in my trailer or outside the trailer. Yeah. But so that's a good takeaway because if you think about all the people that are sitting at home right now from, uh, COVID, you know, you know, there's already the freshman 15 in college. Now we're dealing with the the quarantine 15. Uh, are, yeah. Do you have any like uh, tips or examples or anything of stuff that people can be doing at home or like habits that they should build to, 
you know, maintain their fitness at the least or even improve it during this while gyms are shut down? Yeah. So start small is really my biggest tip for anybody. I think that when people go to the extreme and they try to incorporate too many things at once, it becomes a chore and you get bored of it. Um, it's overwhelming to, to tackle too many things all at once. So um, obviously I always pick nutrition. If you're going to, if you pick one or the other, I always say, focus on your nutrition. If you can't work out or if you can't do what you know, you want to do, um, and try to incorporate like small nutrition goals. So for instance, try to get four servings of vegetables in a day or three or however many that, you know, you feel you need, um, try to cut back on one of your unhealthy snacks a day and replace it with a bag of almonds or whatever. Um, get some resistance bands at home. You can get them online. I know dumbbells were like so hard to buy during COVID because everybody's wiped out. Um, but you can get resistance bands on Amazon. Just do some small movement, do body weight exercises. I feel honestly, I feel like there's no excuse why people can't move their bodies at home because you don't really need equipment. Um, go outside, go for a jog, become a cardio queen during all of this. It's movement, you know, like just do what you can with what, like the circumstances that we're given and it sucks right now. Cause we're all kind of, we were all thrown for a loop, you know? But I still don't feel like we can't, we can't give up, you know, we got to keep moving. So start small, I guess would be my biggest tip for those who might still be without a gym. Yeah, and that's the right mindset to have is start small and just keep just keep going because you know a lot of people were faced with a decision and maybe not even just like a conscious decision but it's like I've made this progress and some people let the covid kind of shut them down you know yeah. and I don't want to say feel sorry for themselves but you know not kind of helpless almost made them feel helpless a little bit and then other Correct. people have you know made the the decision to to do um to keep going but I think that some people were just overwhelmed. They went from having a gym and unlimited equipment and cardio equipment, all this kind of stuff to I have nothing. I don't know what to do. And that kind of shut them down. So I think that advice of just start small, just like keep going and going back to the Nike again, just do it, you know, watch yeah. a couple of those yeah. commercials and just do um, something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just, I try really hard to just tell people who ask, just move your body, just move. I, I, I mean, any movement is better than no movement at all, really. So, yeah. so yeah. I'm sure that you get this question all the time, just like I do. The as soon as people find out how much weight they lost, they're like, "So, how did you do it? How did you eat? What kind of exercises do you do?" So, can you tell me like a little bit about like your story as far as like the nutrition um, that you went with, exercise, that kind of stuff? Sure. So, actually, back in 2013, I had the vertical sleeve gastrectomy. Um, and I was very hesitant at the beginning of my journey to share too much about it because so many people are judgmental and uneducated on what this actually is. Um, and it's definitely not success on a platter. Um, if anything, it was, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Um, and, so that was the tool and I call it a tool. It was an aid, you know, to help with weight loss, but it definitely wasn't something that just helped me lose a hundred pounds and then maintain it because I struggle so hard actually now more than ever to maintain my weight loss. Um, but I did start out with cardio 
And the reason I did that was because I was new to the health and fitness life in this journey. I didn't know what I was doing. I was obese my whole life. So I started out with just running because it was easy and not easy in like the physical sense, but easy that it didn't require anything. I could just go outside and start running. Um, and I just did what I could. I would walk and then run a block and then walk a block and run a block and just continue to increase what I was doing. And I did that for honestly the first like three years and I loved it. I felt like I just developed this emotional connection to running that I still have. And I love cardio so much. Um, and then eventually I did incorporate some weights and kind of saw how my body changed with incorporating that and loved the change that I saw. Um, so now I definitely do both. Um, I try really hard to lift four ish days a week. Um, and I do end each of my workouts with cardio mostly because I just love it. I love the exhaustion that I get from cardio. As far as nutrition goes, um, I honestly could eat 3000 plus calories a day. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people think, oh, well, she had this weight loss procedure. So she eats such a small amount. So of course she's going to lose weight. But here's the thing, as you, as you get farther and farther along post-op, you're able to eat more. And so now more than ever, I struggle to maintain my weight loss or lose weight because I can eat whatever I want. Now I can go to McDonald's and order the number one large Big Mac if I wanted and eat the entire thing. I just have to choose not to. So, um, now I really just eat plain foods. I eat, but I live in a camper too. So I don't cook. Um, I have to microwave everything. So I do lots of the steamable bagged veggies. I do, you know, broccoli, cauliflower, um, I get a lot of vegetables in honestly, and, and I do canned chicken. I do bags of tuna, um, gosh, plain rice. So I do eat very, very clean, but I'm also a very boring eater. And a lot of people don't ask me for recipes because of that, because I'm just, I'm very satisfied with just like plain rice and put some sugar-free barbecue sauce on top or some hot sauce or something. I'm not one who has to make like these glamorous recipes. And so really I just, and I, I try to eat five to six meals a day, two snacks and three meals just so that I don't ever feel starved because that's when I indulge. Yeah. So you touched on a lot of things there that I want to talk about. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. That's great. But the, but the first thing is you're one of the only people I've ever met that loves cardio. I hate cardio. Really? Passion. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I love it. I do get what you're saying though. I do like that exhaustion feeling of like going in for a workout and you're just like hammering some weights and then you're so exhausted and you just feel so like accomplished after yeah. the workout. And that's like a really good mental kind of pick me up. Like your body's drained, but your mind's like, I got to yeah. do that again, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um, but so one thing I really wanted to talk about was uh, the struggle to maintain right? So that's a struggle that I've dealt with myself. Um, you know, I, I guess you could say like I had a regain during my weight loss and more so that was me experimenting of, I'm going to try to do, uh, um, intuitive eating. Right. And that did not work out well <laughs> for me for a while. Um, I probably yeah. gained like 40 pounds back, but wow. it's in, 
to a certain extent, like I pushed myself really low to try to get as low as I could. And I knew that wasn't a weight that I was like going to be happy at. I knew I wanted to be more. So there was a little bit of bulking in there, but then I couldn't control, stop it with my intuitive eating. So that was probably a bad, uh, idea to try to combine the bulking and then a new <laughs> dieting or lifestyle, whatever you want to say. But, yeah. um, you know, I think really the main thing for me though, was not having the, the goal of losing weight and seeing the number go down on the scale every day, kind of like messes with your mind a bit. So yeah. what struggles have you had with maintaining and like, I guess, how is that going? Um, so I feel maintaining is going okay. I think, so I think back to what you said, you weigh yourself every day. Um, and, and you do that because you just want to keep yourself in check. You know, it's not cause you, you know, I don't know, are you're, you're stressing about anything, but really you just don't want to revert back to the person that you used to be. And that's kind of what you're just checking up on. Um, I probably weigh myself once a week. Um, and I, recently actually, and I, I didn't tell anybody this, so this is it. I'm going to tell you, but, um, I was actually prepping for a bodybuilding show recently and I ended up pulling myself out of it because I feel like it was messing with my mental health because you do have to be on such a restrictive diet. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was hard. I did it for gosh, probably four months and I did really well, but after so long, I was like missing foods that I loved so much. And I started noticing that my one cheat meal that I would get a week was turning into like a cheat day. And I was just binging that day because I wanted these foods that I wasn't having for so long. Um, and so I decided that it wasn't for me. So props to all the bodybuilders out there, because that is not an easy thing to do at all. No. Um, but as far as maintaining, really, I try not to hound myself too much because again, my mental health is so important to me. Um, and I try really hard not to like beat myself up, you know, if I get off track, because in my, in my mind, I think consistency isn't perfection. You know, it's just getting back on track when you get off track. And so just making sure that I I'm eating healthy and eating nutrient dense foods, making sure I'm exercising is really what I do to maintain. Um, and I've been able to maintain for, I, I don't know, the last three years, I did have a child three years ago and it, and it didn't, you know, I didn't gain a ton of weight and I lost it all after I had my son because I had established the habits that were needed in order to live a healthy lifestyle. And so since then, I've really been able to just maintain. Um, however, if I do splurge and I weigh myself, it's very easy for me to gain like three to five pounds in a weekend alone. And yeah. so that's, that's hard for me. That's really hard to see the skill go up five pounds in a weekend. So, yeah, I mean, it might be because I'm a guy, but like, I've literally gone out for a weekend, maybe like gone to the lake, drank some beers and had a bunch of food, pizza or whatever, and then come back like 12 or 13 pounds heavier. And then I'm like, what did I, yeah. just, what did I just do? And then maybe yes. there is a little bit of beat myself up, but, um, so, I mean, I think your mindset on that is awesome. And I do agree about the, the bodybuilding style stuff. Like I definitely don't, I don't think I ever want to try to do like a show or anything, but I've kind of almost like fallen in love with the sport a little bit like yeah. and you know just like the mental the mental side of the weightlifting has like really 
interested me and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the, the diet and all that kind of stuff is, uh, very overwhelming at times, you know, yeah. and I, and I've found myself in the same situation as you is kind of overeating on during my one cheat meal a week and things like that. Um, yeah. So it's very tough, but I do want to get back to, um, like you said, the weight loss surgery. So the very first guest I had, her name was Denise. Um, okay. she had also had weight loss surgery. And one thing that we talked about was like, there does seem to be a stigma around it. So to actually to, uh, preface this conversation, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm not very knowledgeable with weight loss surgery, but okay. starting this podcast and like talking to people who have had weight loss surgery and like talking to those people who have started following the Instagram and stuff. It's like a really big community of people who like band together, you know, mm -hmm. that, I, that I've seen, but then they're yeah. also on the other side, there is like hate towards it because people look at it like it is, you know, a fix all kind of thing. And right you know, what we talked about is like, you had the bad habits before that made you gain the weight. Those don't just go away because you can eat less. So right. what do you think it like causes the, the stigma? And then, you know, like, what do you think makes the people who have weight loss surgery successful compared to the ones who don't end up being successful in the long run? So I think what causes the stigma, honestly, is people just being uneducated on what it is and what it does for people. Um, I know a handful of people who have had weight loss surgery and gained their weight back. And it's really sad to see. But I also think that those people went into the surgery with the wrong mindset and with the wrong why. Um, a lot of times people will go into it with, you know, I want my dream body or I want to... XYZ, whatever it is. And I just think that if your goal is like a physical thing, you're going to be really, really disappointed. Um, and a lot of times people don't realize how much of a lifestyle change is required to be successful. And the first year, year to two years, you just wait because your portion size is down. So you can still be going to McDonald's. You can still be eating the unhealthy foods and still lose weight because you're eating a quarter of what you were eating before your surgery. But as time goes on, you're going to be able to eat more food. And if your habits haven't changed, that quarter of the burger that you were eating at McDonald's is now the entire burger. And you're going to slowly start gaining your weight back. Um, I think that people who are successful long-term are the ones who really focused on establishing healthy habits within the first two years, because after that, they're stop, you know, their habits are now, you know, part of their life. Whereas the people in the first two years who were losing weight solely because they cut their portion sizes and didn't make any changes, they're not going to be successful long-term at all. Yeah. So that makes more sense of how you were saying it's a tool, right? So you get two years to, to gradually work on yourself almost is kind of how, it, how it seems, right? Um, yeah. Two years to make not just like a mental change, but change those habits and it, good habits have become a theme of this podcast. And I really like that because, you know, I think a lot of people who are successful do that, make good habits, but they just call it different things. Like you may call it habits. Other people call it self-discipline. Other people say I got a routine or I plan out my day. You know, it's all, we're all kind of saying the same thing. Um, right. but that is like what makes a lot of people successful in the long run. Right. I completely agree. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about was, uh, confidence. So how has, um, losing the weight and, and, 
becoming more, having a more active lifestyle and all that stuff. Has that improved your confidence? Yes. So you know how people sometimes will say I was living, but I wasn't alive. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was kind of me before I started my weight loss journey and I had a good life. I really did, but I, I don't feel like I knew what my purpose was. I don't feel like I, I knew what true, genuine happiness was. I was just happy. I was just living, you know, doing my thing. And then I started my health journey and I started seeing what I was capable of and my, or my strengths. And it really kind of just showed me like how powerful I could be and how much power I had over my mind if I wanted to. And I started just seeing, you know, changes in myself and, um, you know, I mentioned at the beginning, I was in a, in a relationship and I left and I found the courage to leave and kind of just see what I was capable of. Really. I was ready to just like live my life to the fullest. I wasn't like, I didn't want anybody to tie me down. I didn't want anybody to get in my way. Like nothing was stopping me. And I didn't have that before. I just kind of was I don't know. I just, I was that person that always got walked on, you know, the person who's so nice to everybody, even the people that didn't deserve it. And I still am that way. But to a point, I realize now when someone is taking advantage of me and my kindness, I know where to put a stop to it. Whereas before I just let it happen. I was quiet. I didn't use my voice. And I think since starting my health and fitness journey, it really just broke me out of my shell. And now I'm just more passionate and loud about the things that I want to be passionate and loud about. Yeah, that's a great mindset to have. And kind of what I think is a lot of people choose who are heavier, especially like their whole life kind of choose two roads. And one of that is being really loud, funny, uh, you know, the funny kid in the class, that whole kind of thing, yeah. or they, yeah. or they like shell up and become really shy to hide themselves and hope that no one notices. And so right. I find that either way, right, either way, when you lose the weight, and you gain the confidence, it really like lets the person that you truly are kind of come through. And I mean, I know for, for me, like it's changed me a lot, you know, like I never would have like thought I could run a half marathon or do jujitsu or like try like, you know, Murph, the CrossFit workout or any of the stuff. And it's not necessarily because I improved my health and fitness. I mean, I could have done, I could have completed those things at 350 pounds. Right. But I wouldn't uh -huh. maybe not as fast or as good or any of that thing or any of those things, but I didn't have the confidence to even try, you know? Yeah. And now not only that, but it carries over in other parts of your life. Say your, you know, your relationships with your spouse or uh, into your work, you know, into work and how confident you are speaking to other people and all that kind of th thing. So I really think that, you know, building that confidence or changing your life can really build your confidence and help you long-term in that way. I agree. I agree. And I love that you, did you run a half marathon? Did you? I, I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. You said you hated cardio. So I, I wasn't sure if you were just using that as an example or if you really did it. No, I did it. I hated every minute of it, but it, uh, <laughs> so it kind of started off as just a bet, right? Me and, oh. me, me and a couple guys like have a group text, uh, you know, just general motivation between like some friends and this guy wanted to, he wanted to run a half marathon. And I was like, okay, uh, but I bet you won't do it. And he was like, okay, I bet you won't do it. And then it was like, how much you want to bet? And so, uh, I did complete it. Uh, I had my time was like two hours and 37 minutes or something like that, but I okay. hated it the entire time. 
And I would probably, yeah. I don't want to run another one, but just the confidence that that gave me just because I did it. And looking back whenever I started and I could not finish a mile. Right. Yeah. And then to run that the entire time, it's like, I can, I could do anything. You could do anything. Yeah, it's true. I, my husband and I do Spartans and looking back, it's the same. You, before my weight loss journey, I never would have even considered doing something like that. Um, and then have learned how powerful our minds really are. And if you just tell yourself you can do something, you can do something. And so now we're always looking to, you know, do something crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Cause like, so now I'd like really enjoy doing hard stuff, you know, like yeah. I, I seek out yeah. those hard things like you're saying. And so I've actually thought about doing a Spartan. So after the COVID is over or gets under control or whatever, that's definitely probably something that I will look to do. You know? Yeah, you would love it. Awesome. Um, so throughout this whole journey, what would you say has been your biggest struggle? What has been the hardest for you to deal with? Um, honestly, I feel like it would be, I'm going to go back to mindset again, because I feel like so many of us have self doubt and we self loathe and we, you know, always find ways to talk ourselves out of something, or we always find ways that maybe we shouldn't do something, or we can't do something, um, or we can't get to the gym one day. And so we're like beating ourselves up for it. And we're not giving ourselves grace. And it's been really hard for me to find a balance, I guess, is what my struggle is between living life and enjoying the foods that I love. And staying on track with my health and fitness. And I think as a weight loss surgery patient, it's so common to fluctuate. But like I said earlier, my fluctuation is very high. So in a weekend, five pounds. And and when I see something like that happen, it really kind of puts me in a, a mind funk a little bit. Um, and it makes me think that I'm going to have to be extreme my whole life. So sometimes I kind of revert back to my thoughts of, well, if I want to lose any more weight or if I want to maintain, I'm going to have to eat chicken and broccoli for the rest of my life. And, and so thinking those thoughts are, it's really hard for me because when I think like that, I'm like, gosh, I'm never going to be able to enjoy, you know, a sit down restaurant ever again, if I want to, you know, lose this five pounds or whatever. Um, and so finding balance has been hard for me. And there's so many diets out there that work and you just kind of have to find what works for you. Um, but I'm more of a, I don't want to cut out any food group kind of person. And so I guess just finding what works for me and still being able to maintain or lose weight if I choose has been hard because I just, I change my mind so frequently. Um, I've recently went from working out in a normal gym and now I'm kind of bored of it. So now I'm like, gosh, well, I'm going to go try out this CrossFit gym down the road because I need to switch it up. I need to find what I love so that I don't get, you know, tired of health and fitness. So I'm constantly changing what I'm doing because I get bored so quickly. Um, and so I guess that's been kind of a struggle for me is not just finding that one thing that's keeping me going. I, I know a lot of people who just love the gym so much and they'll never leave the gym. And that's not me. I will use a gym for three to four months and I love it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm bored. So what's next? You know, and that's just kind of how I've been my, since my journey started, which has been kind of a struggle. 
Yeah. I, and I think a lot of people who lose a significant amount of weight struggle. Everyone struggles with that balance, right? Especially yeah. people who have lost a large amount of weight because then, you know, we do have to be more extreme than other people, right? There's some people that can just go eat whatever they want. And then when you're a person that's lost a lot of weight, you have to be extreme to the point where you, it's like a chronic issue. You're always going to be thinking about your weight. You're always going to be thinking about that kind of stuff. So it just like by its nature is more extreme. And right. that makes finding the balance even harder than say a normal person who hasn't dealt with these same struggles. Right. So I agree. Very difficult. So my husband, I'm, I use him as an example a lot. He is just someone who's naturally thin mm -hmm. um, and can eat anything he wants and he will lose five pounds. And so, you know, living with someone who, you know, is blessed with that sort of metabolism is very hard because I want to eat some of the things that he eats, but I know I shouldn't. Um, and he's definitely not a health and fitness guy. He's not, that's not his thing. Um, he, have, he supports and encourages me so much. So I'm grateful for that, but it's, I, I ask him to come with me sometimes to the gym and he definitely complains because it's just not his thing. He doesn't like the environment of a gym. Um, and so that's kind of a struggle is, you know, being around the food and the snacks that I want so badly, but no, I shouldn't have. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. But I think it's much better that it probably helps you a lot that he is so supportive. Oh, for sure. And he's, he encourages me when he when I tell him about a goal, he makes sure that I'm showing up, you know, to achieve that goal. And it's really nice to have that. Awesome. So, my dog's drinking water. I'm sorry if you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely okay. My dogs are okay. st stomping around upstairs just a minute ago. Um, oh, okay. I didn't hear it. Staying on that like support thing and, um, you know, maybe going into an accountability piece, how was like, you have a pretty decent size social media following. How has social media affected your journey, maybe positively and negatively? Positively, I feel like there's a lot more like encouragement and people who are supportive of what you're doing and who are proud of you for sharing your journey and for, you know, putting out tips and tricks and they tell you they appreciate you. But I also feel like the larger social media comes with negative, negative opinions and thoughts and people who are just trolls. And again, you have to kind of have a strong backbone in order to just brush those people off and continue to share, you know, what you want to share. So I, I don't know. I like that I have a decent following, but I also think, um, it's more so the community that I love. Mm -hmm. So that, that community is, you know, I mean, extremely helpful for a lot of people. And one thing I talked about on the last episode is that there's a lot of people who don't have that supportive family. Like you have your husband who you're saying is supportive and you talked about your mom and your brother and, and I have like my wife, like she's like my number one supporter for sure. And has been, you know, really helped me start this whole thing. And she's really into running and everything. Um, but there's some people that just don't have that. They don't have people they can turn to. They don't have people who know the struggle that they're going through. So social media is like a place where they can find that community. And, you know, I think yes. you building that community is awesome. And like, that's a big part of, you know, how you're helping other people, right? 
Yes, I definitely agree. I try to share as much as I can about my journey and like tips and tricks on what helps me because I know it can help someone else out there. And I'm always telling people, if you have questions or concerns or extra support, please send me a message because I love helping others so much. Um, I just think it's part of who I am. And when I know that I've been able to help someone, it really just fills my cup and makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, you know, I, I've asked a couple people this, but like, you know, you remember that first message that you got that said like, you know, you're, you're super inspiring. Like because of you, I went to the gym today or because of you, I did this today. Yeah. yeah that is crazy. Like it's a, such an awesome feeling. It is. It really feels good when people tell you. And I, I think sometimes people, even if they don't tell you, you're inspiring someone. And so I yeah. have to remind myself of that too. Sometimes people just don't send the message because um, they're shy or whatever the reason is, but you're inspiring people even if they don't tell you. Yeah, exactly. I completely yeah. agree. So yeah. um, one last thing that, or one of the last things I wanted to ask you about was, like you said earlier, you're a mom. So like three years ago, you had a kid. Like I know a lot of... Uh, of women are nervous about having kids and losing the weight after having a baby. And then just in general dealing with, you know, as a family dealing with having another human to keep alive, which is hard enough already, but then also worrying about and maintaining your health and fitness. So like, how has that been? How, you know, have you learned to, I guess, maybe prioritize yourself in the fact that you have to take care of yourself? Um, so I think that in order for me to be the best mom I can be and wife, I have to show up for myself. And in order for me to show up for myself, um, I know that I'm my happiest when I work out and when I fuel my body, you know, nutrient dense foods. Um, and that's honestly how I feel like I'm such a good mom. I have the energy to play with him because I prioritize my health. Um, I think too, that him seeing me exercise, he knows that I'm exercising and he'll say it, he'll get on the floor and he'll pretend to do pushups and he'll say, I'm mm -hmm. exercising. And I just think that me showing up in that way is giving him such a good example um, and showing him how important it is to, to exercise and be and be active. Um, and I, especially since my husband isn't into that, um, of course my husband will show him, you know, how to be a good example in other aspects of life. But for me, I just feel like, because it's, one of my priorities, I need to be the one to show him why it's so important. Um, and so just kind of realizing that in order for me to be the best mom I can be, I have to show up for myself has been really helpful. Um, it was hard for me working full time and then picking him up from daycare and going to the gym and then putting him in another kids club at the gym. So he was in daycare all day. That was hard for me mentally. Um, but I did talk to a few other moms at the gym who did the same thing. And we all kind of confided in each other and helped just like pick each other up and be like, Hey, you're here to you know, be the best mom you can be. So, you know, he might have been in daycare all day, but after daycare, you're going to be the, the best mom you can be to him. And that's enough, you know? And so that's kind of what's gotten me through prioritizing my health with a child. That's awesome. I think that is a very good outlook to have. And, you know, I, I don't have any kids, but, you know, I hope that I can keep that kind of attitude whenever I do of, you know, to be the best parent I can be, I have to be the best person that I can be. You know, that's kind of the mindset I want to yeah. go into it with when that happens. So, but, um, 
last question here. This is a question I ask everybody. So if you could give the listeners one simple uh, weight loss tip or fitness tip or anything like that to help with their journey, um, that something, you know, like you could implement today, what would that be? So I feel like this is super cliche, but I feel like it's so true. Consistency is key. And I think that when people think of consistency, they think that they have to be perfect and they have to have like a month long of perfect eating, a month long of perfect workouts, a month long of just everything going according to plan. Um, but I think that people need to find things to be consistent with that allow setbacks. So, you know, if your gym closes and you, your goal was to get to the gym every single day, well, what are you going to do now? Cause you can't be consistent with that. So maybe have a goal, change your goals. So like for me, some of my non-negotiables are to drink a gallon of water a day. So no matter what life throws at me, I can get a gallon in a day, you know, um, try to find goals that allow life to throw curveballs. Um, I think that we set ourselves up for failure when we have goals that don't allow life to happen. So, um, I guess my tip would be to find something that you can be consistent with long-term, even when life turns South, you know? Yeah, I think that's great advice. Well, again, thank you. Um, before we get off here, I want to just give you a chance to um, tell everyone your uh, social media um, handles so that they can reach out to you and uh, get some motivation. Awesome. So my Instagram handle is Kai Hansen's K-Y-H-A-N-S-E-N dot V-S-G. So awesome. that's me. And I yeah. will link that in the uh, show notes so everybody can come check you out. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me today. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Another episode of the Hungry for Success podcast in the books. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. If you guys want to support the show, just click the subscribe button on your podcast app and make sure that you are following us on Instagram at Hungry for Success podcast. And as always, stay hungry and we'll see you next week.